Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, Site Visibility have just released their 2020 PPC Automation Guide. The guide is completely free to download and it will help you get started with each of the new automation settings within Google Ads. This includes smart bidding, responsive ad testing, dynamic search ads and more. So the best way to accelerate your PPC growth in 2020 is to start planning today. So download your guide for free from bitsly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. I'll say that one more time. Bitsly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. Now, today I'm joined by Paul Lovell, international SEO consultant and founder at Always Evolving SEO. Paul, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm fine, Andy. How are you doing? I'm very, very well, thank you. You're from the the UK. Is it Sussex you're from? No, Sandhurst. Berkeley. Sandhurst, close. Yeah. <laughs> Reasonably yeah, close. Yeah, just a little way out, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, Always Evolving SEO. That's it, yeah, yeah. So I had an agency agency previously, uh, Husky SEO. One of my clients got really large. They raised 4.4 million in funding. And I went and worked in smoggy London for about 18 months with them. Mm -hmm. And then had enough of that. So I've come back to my office in the garden where I like getting stuck down rabbit holes and, and digging into more technical SEO things and generally normally go a little bit over the top and in depth with what I learn and how I do things. Yeah, so that's me. So would you describe yourself as an SEO nerd? Because I've found from experience that chaps that spend a lot of time in, in man caves or, or like um, garden offices are often quite specialised and slightly nerdy. Yeah, well, in, in my office, I've got a sign that says, welcome to the man cave. So, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> in one of those. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely like geek out. I've got like three monitors. Um, I was running four at one point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely into the more geeky technical side i suppose you would call it good and uh, now i want to talk about google tag manager often abbreviated to gtm um you have some some nice tips actually for an area of google tag manager being used for schema which not a lot of people talk about tell us about that yeah so what you need to remember is obviously google tag manager like everyone knows it for like analytics and tracking and stuff like that but there's there's lots of functionalities that we can actually leverage for creating dynamic values, which pulls information from the page 
in, into different parts of Tag Manager where we can use it in other parts of Tag Manager. So I've, I've dug into this quite a lot around the use of it with Schema. So what we're able to do is, like, you've got your standard organizational schema, which is, is going to be sort of like pretty standard for most businesses. And you're not really going to be pulling a lot of information in dynamically, as an example. But one, one where it starts to become particularly useful is within the e-commerce, where product schema and new product lines going on large websites is obviously quite normal. And where that becomes an issue with schema is if you're if you're not able to do it dynamically because of like developer restraints or anything like that, it then becomes painful because we know obviously Bill Swalsey just recently wrote about a new patent coming out around um, products uh, mm. for, for for Google, and obviously schema is becoming more and more important. John Mueller mentioned it recently on a webinar. Uh, sorry, should I say uh, a, a hangout? Yeah, that schema is going to be changing and it's going to be going to be getting more technical so the the opportunity to understand how you can do schema as an seo without having to use developers or get stuck in that developer backlog especially with like larger scale clients um becomes a lot easier when you can do it via tag manager and like i say with with product schema you can for example if your you know your h1 or your h2 for example is yeah. your your product name mm. um we can leverage uh, the Google Tag Manager functionality and, and pull that through into the Tag Manager ecosystem via uh, uh, what they call variables. Yeah. So we can say to, within the code, we can say, right, give me the H2 on this page, for example, and, and it will pull that value in, which is obviously the product name, which then when you code up your schema in a custom HTML tag, you can then reference that within the product schema for name, for example. Mm. And you can do the same again for like color, price. Currency gets a little bit difficult because you need to use something called a VLOOKUP table. Yeah. Um, so then that way you say if it's a pound sign, then it's GBP. Or unless unless it's, it's, it's called out within like the head of the page anyway, because you can actually pull metrics just not on page, but also from within the head of the page as well. So yeah. meta titles, um, social images for example which i mean you can you can pull that sort of information through and manipulate it pretty much in whatever way that you want and place it back into the structured data container that you've got uh, should i say tag that you've got for whatever type of schema it is that you're trying to create so to say now this isn't new is it how long has it been around um i've been doing schema like this for well, I've been doing the no index, which is which is something else that we're talking about. I've been doing that for probably about two and a half years via Tag Manager. Mm. But for schema, this is schema I've been able to do via Tag Manager for probably a couple of years. But I mean, I've, I've, the, the reason I went down such a deep rabbit hole, sort of like end of towards the end of last year, is because Google gives you a, a, a set amount of schema that will give you the SERP features, should we call it, mm. that they call out without, within their developer guides. But if you go to schema.org, there's so, so much more schema that is available to be used. And, and when you use schema, you need to understand that you're actually talking directly to, to the search engine and you're making it easier for them to understand what the page is about, which is obviously the most important thing is, is they understand what the page is about so that it can obviously place your web pages in front of the users at the at the right time depending on what query they they're, they're typing in and i've seen this recently with a medical customer where 
I mean, I, I implemented some quite advanced medical schema for them, which obviously that's not called out in the, in the Google developers guidelines. And what we see there is that their impression rate actually dropped, but their CTR and their clicks increased. And mm. that's because some of the queries that they were showing on weren't really relevant to the business. And, and like we're literally within about two weeks of changing that schema, we see that change uh, within Search Console. So we can see that it makes a, a, a quite quite a big change. The, the other client I had it with was a, a big newspaper site in New York. And as soon as we finished implementing the the news article schema, that they say that schema is not um, related to Google Discover, mm. but they got like 1.3 million impressions in Google Discover within three days after implementing the schema. So powerful stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and, and I mean, like news article schema. Article schema is definitely called out within uh, structured data guidelines from Google, and I believe they mention news article schema there as well. But it's, I mean, there's there's other types of schema that aren't mentioned within the developer guidelines, which are certainly going to help businesses send that clearer p- picture of what the web page is about, and and obviously help the search engines index them correctly. Is 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 in my opinion of of the way that it gets read. But you've got another tip, haven't you, with uh, testing? Because am I right in thinking that in preview mode, sometimes Tag Manager doesn't work that well, and you've got a way of getting around that so you can see what the results are going to be? Yeah, so, so, when, so when you play Schema within Tag Manager, if you just paste it straight in like from one of the, the, the great generate Schema generation tools that there are out there, mm. the issue you run into there is that you can't render the structured data within structured data testing. Mm. So there's a couple of bits of code which which I'll share with you and, and you can put on the web page where if they place a little bit of code before and after the, the HTML code for the schema, when you go into debug mode or preview mode in Tag Manager, if you've got the correct schema Chrome uh, extensions, you're actually it will actually serve that information to that Chrome extension. I've got about three different ones that I use. One of them's uh, SEO info. The other one's the structured data testing tool. They're just a couple of extensions on Chrome um, mm. that I use. And, and when you go into preview mode within Tag Manager and you've got that tag in there with your structured data, it will actually render it for you. So you can actually see that it's working how you would expect it to. Yeah. Before you publish your GTM container with your shiny new schema in there. The, I think the only other thing you need to watch for is Yast is, is really good at generating schema. But if you're going for a more specific type, so... Say, for instance, if if you're a you're a local builder, for example, and you want your schema to not be organisation or local business, you want it to be home and construction, for example, which is a type of local business. Yeah, there is some filters that you can add within the WordPress ecosystem, and I've got a few of them. One of them's for Yoast, um, the other one's for WooCommerce as well, and I've got one for beaver builder as well because that creates some of its own schema. So you can just add a filter and it removes it. Well, doesn't stop the functionality of those plugins or, or anything like that working. It just tells it to not place the schema. So then that way you can place your schema. So you've not got two different bits of schema. And we will endeavour to put those codes in the show notes if we can put them in without them rendering. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a problem. I'll share those completely. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, you've got another tip, haven't you, with uh, concerning uh, Google Tag Manager with uh, sort of very low results on internal pages. How does what, Tell us about that. Yeah, so obviously with, with with e-commerce, this is like specifically an issue, is that if you've got like your internal search result pages that have got like low or, or no results, 
obviously those pages aren't seem to be very good um, to Google, yeah. especially if there's nothing there. So, I mean, a little little trick I've been doing for a while is that you apply the no index tag via Tag Manager, and you trigger that off of the basis of, for example, if you if you're say for instance it comes up saying zero results and it's a H1 or a H2, um, however it's shown on the page. What you do is you just use the dynamic variable to pull that information through, Mm. and then you create a trigger based off of that. So if you wanted a no-index to be placed if there was like less than five results, for example, because you know that that would be quite a thin page, yeah, you then set that as the trigger. So you'd say if this variable has got a number less than five, Mm. then that would be your trigger to fire your no-index tag. Um, And that would obviously fire it onto your search results page if there was little or no results and that way you're just helping Google sort of like not you're telling Google not to index like low value pages pretty much is, is right. what we're doing there. Yeah. And the other thing is as well off that same sort of trigger, uh, you can also create an event obviously within, within tag manager, which then will pass that through to Google analytics. So then that way you've actually got some data that says these, these are the pages that have seen like low results. Sure. So, there's either an issue within your back end of why that results page isn't working. So it could be a technical issue on, on site or with your database, or it could be a case that you've sold out of a product really quickly mm. and you should have more, more products available. And, and it gives you that warning as business that you either need to go and buy some stuff or something's broken, or maybe you need to go and acquire more of those products because people are looking for them quite regularly on your site. Now, you've been playing with Python recently, haven't you, with Python um, and BigQuery. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's it, yeah. As my agency's name says, always evolving. I mean, mm. the, the, the ecosystem of SEO and the, the technical sort of, like, requirements that your SEOs are needing to learn more and more of. And, yeah, you don't you don't need to learn Python to be an SEO. But at the end of the day, if you want to analyze bigger data sets and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a few screens and... I, I'm, I do pretty okay at it at the moment, but certainly by being able to pull your Search Console and Google Analytics data into BigQuery and then make those query tables based on the, the certain metrics that you look at as a sort of like a really defining moment um, is really handy. <laughs> so mm. that's that's what I'm getting into at the moment. And, and the fact that obviously when you pull Google Analytics data into BigQuery, you don't get sampled always is helpful and with search console you get all of the data as well when when you pull it out via python as well so no it's you're not you're not getting sampled or you're not limiting what information you see so but i know google did just make a change to search console where you can export and i think it gives you all of it um but again that's just in an excel sheet which isn't much use if you're wanting to look up a certain url for example across hundreds of thousands of URLs, whereas within BigQuery, you can do stuff like that. Looks like BigQuery, you can actually plug into Data Studio as well. Mm. Um, so you can you can put some pretty good like, reports and dashboards together, especially like for enterprise-level clients and stuff like that. Uh, perhaps we should talk about BigQuery on another episode. It sounds like it could be a topic in its own right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Big BigQuery, Data Studio... Yeah, I mean, they I mean, they should be working hand in hand, in in yeah. my opinion. And I do do a little bit at the moment like that. So I have Screaming Frog set up on the cloud, um, which automates every week for certain clients. Um, that automatically pushes that information into BigQuery for me. 
which then I query back out into Data Studio, mm. which gets put together in what I call um, the more report, which is the mother of all reports. So I blend Google Analytics, Search Console, and a Screaming Frog crawl together to sort of like help clients understand where they need to be taking action, as in like pages that they think have got good conversion, what what keywords is Search Console saying that they're querying for, and is there any sort of like basic speed or uh, SEO issues that aren't being addressed properly? So is the H1 slightly off from what it should be and sort of are, is, is the correct schema in place? But just, just as a top level, nothing too deep. Mm. So if you had one top tip or a key takeaway for our audience today, Paul, what would it be? That would be to learn more about Google Tag Manager. You know I mean, like, I, I think that personally we're just scratching the surface of what's capable with using the likes of Tag Manager and the functionality that it's got there to leverage some sort of like foul safe and automated like no index tags for example Mm. so that i mean like you can really sort of like understand that and then send that information back to the business back to the developers so i would say yeah get a good handle on how tag manager works and how it could work for your website because obviously every website's different and and see if there's any way that you can sort of like leverage that to give yourself information that will i mean help you massively on improving things but also by sending information to Google or the other search engines mm. about your web pages of whether you want it indexed or not, or whether this type of schema should be on a page. And that's, that's what I would say to people is, is tag manager. I think what I believe is, is underused massively at the moment. Well, Paul Lovell, thank you so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about always evolving SEO? Yeah, obviously I've got, I've got the website always evolving SEO. Um, it's quite easy to find. Um, and you can, Find me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all all the usual places where most SEOs are. Well, thanks, Paul. And thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes will be in the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a fab review. That would be great. Um, Questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Remember, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Paul. See you all soon, guys. Thanks, Paul. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.